This is Around the Rim with LaChina Robinson. Hello, women's basketball fans. It's your favorite time of the week. A new episode of Around the Rim. No, it is not your host, LaChina Robinson, but instead it's the producer, Tarika Foster-Brasby. I'm filling in for a little bit, riding solo, but don't fret. You will hear from LaChina later on in the show because we've got a great show lined up for you guys. And I know we say that every week that we have a great show. And I like to think that we're honest when we say every week that we have a great show. But we do have a great show this week, too. So you can just go ahead and add this to the list of great shows that you've listened to from us here at Around the Rim. Um, Joining us this week, uh, we've got some really special guests from... Uh, a can't-miss matchup that's going to be happening on Tuesday on ESPN2. Um, so the number four Mississippi State Bulldogs will be taking on the number seven Oregon Ducks. And we've got representatives from each team on today's show. So you definitely want to listen to this um, if you are planning to watch that matchup. But even if you aren't, you still should listen to this podcast because uh, these women are just amazing and they have amazing stories and uh, we are excited to be a catalyst in being able to help them to tell those stories. Um, so we're going to hear from uh, Tierra McCowan and we're going to hear from Vic Schaefer. Uh, the Bulldogs right now are number one in the SEC, 10-0 and 0 overall. I mean, they're playing really well. Aria Howard, uh, she looks amazing. One of the most coveted transfers in the offseason. And she's just brought so much talent to this team that was already talented. But Tierra... I've just been so impressed with her, and I think everyone else has been too. I mean, according to a recent survey of general managers from the WNBA, and this comes from friend of the show, Doug Feinberg, who published this article in the Associated Press, uh, she's the potential number one pick right now. I mean, GMs are looking at her as the person to really help refine their teams on a professional level. And she does kind of talk about that a little bit as far as her future in basketball with her conversation with the China. She came to visit around the rim during women's basketball media day. And we want to share that interview with you. Um, we also talked about her toughness and her team's toughness and what that really, really means. I, I know I already thought of Mississippi state as a tough team and so did LaChina, but Tierra gives us some insight on what that truly means for them and what that means coming so close to an NCAA championship. Remember, this team has went to back-to-back Final Fours and back-to-back championships, losing to South Carolina in 2017 and then losing again this past season to Notre Dame in 2018. So she tells us undoubtedly why going all the way is the goal for this season. Um, and we're also going to hear from Coach Schaefer, who explains why his teams are not only so academically talented, but disciplined and physical, and how he's able to bring those characteristics out of his players, why Mississippi State is such a competitive team that garners such a competitive nature. He he gives us all those little tidbits that uh, we kind of think that we know, but he either, he affirms them for us. Um, so you're really going to enjoy this conversation um, between he and LaChina. But before we get to Mississippi State, uh, you're going to hear a conversation between LaChina and Oregon's Sabrina Ionescu. Now, the Ducks were upset last week by my Michigan State Spartans. I'm still excited about that. Um, but it's the team's only loss. And it dropped them from number three in the coaches poll and the AP polls to number seven. Um, last week, if you tuned into the show, we had a special guest, ESPNW writer, Michelle Vopel. And her and China had a conversation 
uh, about how the Ducks would be able to bounce back after such an upset. And if you missed it, we're going to play a little bit for you right now. What does this loss by Oregon signal to you, if anything? Are you concerned with the understanding that everyone expects Oregon to make it to the Final Four this year, period? Are you concerned? Well, it was a, it was a tough, it was a challenging week off the court for Oregon, obviously, because of the NCAA um, sanctions that were announced for the program. The fact Kelly Graves is going to have to sit out two games um, if if he doesn't appeal. Uh, not sure what two games those are going to be. So I think there were some distractions um, that may have been bothering them. I, I don't know that that, you know, I'm not taking anything away from Michigan State's victory, but I think there, it just, you know, it was a difficult week for them. It, th- some of the things that, you know, Coach Graves said afterwards, and particularly, uh, you know, um, about players needing to call for the ball, you know, like be more aggressive and maybe – this is a team that, as much as Sabrina Ionescu is sort of the igniter and directs everything, that maybe everybody else has to raise a little bit of the level of, of you know, what they're doing out there, mm-hmm. if, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think there is a lot of pressure, I think, on, on them with the idea that, hey, it's Final Four or bust for a program that's never been. You know, it's like the programs who've been, and then they have a year that that everybody says, oh, it's Final Four bust. At least there's been that experience before, but they haven't done it. So I think there is some concern, but you can also say, you know, November and December losses, how many times have we seen that, that do turn out to be um, instructive and and ultimately positive for a team. And I'm sure Oregon's hoping that's the case with this. Yeah, you know, Sabrina is tough as nails, and we we had her on the show, and you know, she was very, she's very candid. I, I just love her honesty, but she had some concerns about their lack of depth. You know, they've been hit by yeah. some key injuries in terms of what they would have available to them as well um, this season. But she is their toughness, and there have been times, and I, I'll tell you that I love, I love, love, love this this program. Like I, I got to spend time with them last year in the first and second rounds and the regional. Kelly Graves is. I mean, as much fun to be around as any coach I've ever been around. His teams have fun. Their practices, the way they're 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 set up, like how they run their drills, like they're just so fun to cover, you know. And their kids are great kids. But there has been, you know, that question, especially after they lost to Notre Dame, the way they lost to Notre Dame last year in the regional final. Are they tough enough, you know? And we know Sabrina is. But we also know it takes more than one to make it really happen. And so with the limited numbers, um, you know, who's who steps up, who becomes that next biggest factor? And their 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 defense has been the, the question mark where that toughness is concerned is can we know they can score? Can they defend? And Susie Merchant's team used that pick and pop, as she told Kara Lawson, and, and shoot around and Kara said on on the game, you know, they knew that they if they could get their bigs to have to come out, you know, th- that could be a problem. And so, you know, I, I think you're right in that for a program that's never been there. That's a lot of pressure. And how do they handle the pressure? Everything they've done to this point has been. Wow. Look at these young. Look at these young Oregon Ducks. You know, when you're when you're a freshman, you make it to the Elite Eight, you know, and you're a sophomore and you make it to the regional final. You know, it's like, okay, but now 
with the pressure of Sabrina Ionescu possibly, you know, going to the wanting to leave to go to WNBA, whether or not she's going to do that. It's like, okay, we got to get this done now. And how do you handle that pressure? And that's why I have so much respect for the programs that are able to get there over and over and over again, because it's not as easy as you think. Once people start expecting you to be there, that puts a whole nother level of um, required mental toughness than, you know, there would maybe some other teams. So the Ducks were able to bounce back and they did so with an 87 to 79 win over South Dakota State. And part of that was because of Sabrina, a large part of that. She had 26 points and eight boards in that game. But I think in this conversation with China, you'll come to understand why her aggression has changed this year. She mentions um, that sometimes they play a little too nice on the court. They were a little too nice. And she wants to change that image because you need to be physical. You need to be aggressive. And I think we're seeing that this year out of her. She also talks about her relationship with Ruthie Hebbard. Um, and they delve into her future plans for a professional career in the WNBA and how she will make her decision on the possible jump to the WNBA. So I'm not going to talk you to death and give you a super long intro because I want to get right into these interviews because I think they're so good and I can't wait for you guys to hear them. So without further ado, LaChina and Oregon Ducks, Sabrina Ionescu. I feel like I'm being reunited right now with family because in... I am just in case you guys don't know. Well, first of all, let's go back to last year. Your first time being on Around the Rim when you were in Bristol. And (laughs) what what was the first thing we did? Do you remember the pronunciation? The pronunciation of my last name. (laughs) We were like, and then I I think I had you. Wait a minute. Let me see. I had you guys against Stanford at home. At home, yeah. Yep. So that was the first time I met you. I had you at Stanford at home. And then I was so fortunate enough to be with you for the first and second rounds and then for the regional. I am here with Sabrina Unescu. I got that right the first yes. time when no one else did, right? Right. I had to you set did. the record straight. Um, but I feel like we're family because we were together for we a long time. And I got to really like know Oregon. Like I hadn't been on the campus ever before that, like hadn't experienced your practices. And by the end, I felt like I was just like, Adi was coming in and she was like, LaChina! <laughs> like every time you guys would come into the gym. Um, how's she doing? She's great. She, yeah, she's great. We miss you over there. You guys miss me? Yeah. Oh, that makes me feel so special. Um, but what I learned in that time was just how special you guys are. Like as people, as a team. Um, when you reflect on, you know, you started last year with so many expectations after your freshman season, which was just crazy um and then you made a huge run you fell one game short of getting to the final four what did you take away from last season I mean we you know we rode that roller coaster up and down just like every you know team does facing adversity um but our core group is still back you know this year um and you know back and better than ever and I think it's it's good that you know we rode that together because now you know we look back and and we see the mistakes that we made and and what we need to improve on and, and keep working on. Now you say mistakes. I'm like you were only sophomores. Like what? what did, when you say mistakes, because like I'm like, well, there's learning and then there's mistakes. Like You're what right. do you feel like? How do you view those things? I mean, we definitely learned a lot yeah. from last year. You know, mentally, you know, as well. We were still so young, and so we were still learning. 
and you know we we'd never been in a lot of those positions before um and so i think coming back this year we see you know where we went wrong last year mentally especially in that last you know in that last Notre Dame game i think you know we made a lot of mental errors mm-hmm. um which could have you know taken part that we were all 19 18 right. years old right um but and so you know now just getting a year of experience from being there and uh, having our core group return i think we know we know what to expect and we know what we need to do to get past that hump yeah, I was going to say, for you personally, what did you take away? Like, what were the areas that, you know, when that game was over, you were like, all right, so next year I'm getting over this hump, and this is what I have to do or be better at? Yeah, um, I mean, that in that second half, it was they just bullied us. And I think just, you know, sticking, you know, sticking tough for 40 minutes and, you know, not having en- any mental lapses or not relaxing on any play because, um, you know, especially in that last game, I think, little things had lost us the game. It wasn't one, you know, crazy shot that someone made or one crazy play, but I think just down the stretch, just mental errors, and and I just need to be able to, you know, not do that and make sure my team doesn't do that and, you know, lead the team better than I did last year. Yeah. You know, the interesting part about growth, especially when you're when you're young, is is how you handle the expectations. I felt like being around your program, you guys are so light. You have a lot of fun. Like, I love the way Kelly structures practices and things because you guys do a lot of drill work, which speaks volumes for why you're so good on the offensive end. Right. Like your shooting and your footwork. I mean, you guys do a lot of work on those things. But you keep this lightness about you. Did you feel like that ever fluctuated? Like, was there ever a time when you felt like the pressure got to you guys? Because you always were having fun when always. I was around. Yeah. yeah, no, there's never a time when we have a very serious walkthrough or a very serious practice. Usually there's always, if we try and be serious, something will, like someone will trip and then it's over. <laughs> like everyone will start laughing. So we always just enjoy being around each other. I think we're so light just because of how much fun we have together. Yeah. Like we all just respect and, and love each other as individuals off the court. And so I think when we come, when we step on the court, um, we just love, you know, playing basketball, but then also being together. So everything is just fun. I mean, Kelly gets mad sometimes because we're always having so much fun. <laughs> And he, you know, tells us, all right, stop laughing. And then when he says that, we just laugh, laugh more. more. Yeah, like, you can't tell us that. <laughs> yeah, like don't speak about it, right? Yeah. Like just gradually <laughs> let us calm down, but don't talk about it. Exactly. Um, one of the big things with you right now is obviously the conversation around you in the WNBA. Mm-hmm. Um, what What is your thought process right now as it pertains to the next level? Yeah, um, I mean, I haven't really thought much about it personally. I've I've heard stuff, you know, people asking me and I know that, you know, I'll be able to leave if if the opportunity arises, but I, I haven't really thought about it. I'm more focused on, you know, our game that we have coming up on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. The season's already here. I can't believe it. I know. What have you seen so far in the team? Like you're a very one thing that I, I respect about you and I've seen this in the greats that have played the game. I've seen this in Diana, I've seen this in Sue, you know, I've seen this in Tamika Catchings is you have the ability to be realistic about where your team is, where you need to improve. You're not a fluff. You're like, no. listen, we need to get down these yeah. things. You know what I mean? Definitely. So give me the real from Sabrina, the yeah. scouting report on kind of what um, you're seeing right now. I mean, we are only nine deep this season. So, you know, there's not going to be a whole lot of subbing. There's not going to be a whole lot of bodies that we do have. Um, and so we're just, you know, not going to use that as an excuse. 
you know, people always say, oh, well, you don't have a deep, deep roster. Well, neither did Notre Dame. And they ended up winning it. Um, and so whatever, you know, comes at us this season, we're just going to have to take it and roll with it. Um, you know, but we definitely have room to grow. We had a scrimmage, um, you know, just last weekend. And, you know, we played well, um, but we still, you know, have a lot of areas to improve on it and continue to get better at. Um, and just mentally, I think we're too nice sometimes. Mm. You know, we kind of let teams stay in the game instead of just punching them, you know, that first time and just, you know, shutting them out. So I think we just need to start being bullies on the court. Oh, I like that. And does that start yeah. with you? I think, yeah, I could say it starts with me. I feel like I, I lead by example. So I feel like if, you know, a few of us start getting more competitive, being, you know, a little more serious on the court when we're playing teams, I think it'll definitely help us. Yeah. What did you do this summer that was fun? I did a lot. Yay. Um, I did USA three-on-three three where we traveled to France and the Philippines to play. And then I... With Kara Lawson. With Kara Lawson, yeah, my yeah. favorite. Yeah. Oh, wait, you can't say she's your favorite when I'm here. Okay, my favorite three-on-three three coach. Okay, there you go. Okay, thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, and then we, I went to USA training camp. Yeah. Which was an awesome experience. Yeah. I was going to say, what what was that like? Because I remember, was it last year you had gone to USA? U23. U23, yeah. And you you talked about the impact of the coaches there and the things you took away from, you know, I think Gino was there and some others. What did you take away this year? Um, I mean, I was by far the youngest player there. So it was definitely um, a learning experience by being so young. Like they had so much freedom. Yeah. Oh. Like, yeah. Like they, I just am not used to after practice, you can do whatever until the next day practice. I was like, all right, so who's doing bed checks? Right. Everyone was like <laughs> laughing at me. I was like, okay. We're grown. Yeah. Right? That's what they'd say. I was like, okay. Right. Like, so am I now. <laughs> right. Clearly. Um, but just on the court, it was just a whole nother game. It was way faster, way more physical, competitive. And everyone's IQ was definitely a lot like higher. Just yeah. the IQ on the court. There was so much you know, basketball smart and everyone was, you know, trying to help everyone. You know, everyone was giving me pointers. They were giving each other pointers. So it was it was really awesome to yeah. see, like, everyone on the same page, even though they were competing for spots on the team. You looked really good out there, though. Like, were you happy by the time you left with what you did? Like, no. No, I did you're never. I, you're yeah, never, never happy. I was going to say, I shouldn't even yeah. ask that question. I'm like. never happy, no. <laughs> I, I mean, I felt like there wasn't, like, a lapse mm-hmm. from when, like, the other players and, like, a huge drop you know when I went in Mm -hmm. but I definitely think that and my confidence wasn't there I think I was always kind of tentative like okay I am still in college and they're so much older and you know experience so I I think that I kind of let that get to me instead of feeling like I belonged right so you didn't own the fact that you deserved to be there and that that was your okay was there something was there a defining moment for you while you were there or anything you would take you took from that that you want to take into this season I mean, I, I took a lot and, and I definitely took it back to the team because I learned, you know, so much defensively, um, and offensively, offensively as well. Just learning from Kelsey Plum and some of the other guards, you know, that had walked, you know, in my steps and now are playing professionally and, and they had given me pointers and, and talked about a lot of stuff, um, on the court. And so just bringing kind of that competitiveness and, and IQ to the team is something that I'm going to do this year. Okay. What else did you do? Played basketball, got my wisdom teeth taken out. Oh, that's important. Yeah. <laughs> that's about it. That's it. There's my summer. No beach. No. no. 
Well, now wait, your brother is it Eddie? Yeah. Okay. You, y'all didn't do anything fun, no adventures. He moved in with me. Oh, he lives with you yeah, now in Eugene. <gasps> What's that dynamic yeah. going to be like? It's fun, really. Yeah, and he's never been to a home game. He's never that been- I've played in. No, he once surprised me freshman year, but I had broken my thumb, so I was out. So I wasn't oh. playing. But he's never been to like a home game at Matt Knight Arena. And that place is let me just say rocking. this. It is so rocking. Like yeah. going back to that Stanford game that I did during the regular season, which was just ridiculous. Like people were staying up all night. They were like, This is the best game ever. I'm never going to sleep. Um and then the games that you had there during the tournament that I was I was like, This place It's fun. It's definitely grown. Like the the amount of fans we get now is is so awesome, and it's. I bet you this year we'll have even more than we did last year, which is crazy to think of because it just seems so loud there. Yes. So with your brother moving in with you, and you guys being twins, who's watching who? Who's the more responsible? Oh, I am. Oh, okay. So you're making sure he's doing yes. what he's supposed yes. to do. Okay. Yeah. I, I was I gonna am. say you seem like that, but I know that like for me, for example, I am so buttoned up at work. But when I'm at home, I'm like, whatever y'all want to do is fine. Like, I don't want to make yes. any decisions. Like, I'm real laid back. I mean, I don't like, yeah, the only time I'm home is like in the evening and then I end up going to sleep. So I'll, it's not like I'm on his head every second of the day. Right. Are y'all still suiting up playing one on one every once in a while? Yeah, no? we're still playing. No, I, I'll take him to the gym with me and we'll, and we'll get shots up and stuff. Nice. Yeah. So what's my girl Ruth even up to? Ruthie, I miss her already. Oh my god! <laughs> Look, you've been away from her what less than twenty four hours, probably, and you already miss her. I do. She's doing great. She's gotten so much better because she did that USA training camp with me too. Yes, yes, yeah. which is a good experience. Mm-hmm. Like I, she's so um like I mean, all of you guys have these qualities that I've just. It's so unfair. I'm glad I don't have. I don't do like Pac twelve Network because it would be really bad yeah i'll be like i have all this stuff for oregon and then there's um no i'm just kidding um and i did just come from cal too so i spent a little bit of time with their team but how did you and ruthie develop this closeness like you know like you've had it since the very beginning well we were accidental roommates freshman year accidental because i committed the day before summer school started and so we had a four bedroom to two of us so it was just us two living in, in a four bedroom apartment. And so we weren't very close at first. Like we would leave at different times to go to practice and we would do everything on our own, just like normal freshmen do trying to figure out, you know, the way around college. Yeah. And then slowly we just like started building a bond on the court, which led to the bond off the court. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're like inseparable. Oh, yeah. I love it. I mean, you're adorable. And when you did the little, teammate trivia you guys got a freaking perfect score you know each oh, other yeah, so well I know, I know, I know. yes you know that was the most popular one we had ever done and people were like they know each other so well <laughs> like you got every answer like the same it was like perfect yeah um well Tariqa said i've got a wrap but i have one more thing so you have the triple double record um you were one game short of the final four you're not sure what you're going to do about the wnba in case you do decide at the end of the year that you want to go to the next level, you're ready. What do you want your legacy to be now? I mean, hopefully that I did the best that I can to achieve the most that we could, you know, while I was here. Um, and I think, you know, everyone understands that I've always been, you know, about the team and about the program. And so 
if I do end up leaving, like, I don't think anyone will be mad or, you know, take that against me because I've really, you know, gave the university and, you know, our basketball program my all. So hopefully people can see that and, and take that. And are there any particular things or, or people that will help you to make that decision once the time comes? Like, are there certain, like... I mean, I'll definitely talk to Kelly. I mean, he's going to be a huge part in that decision. I'm not doing anything, you know, behind his back. Um, and then probably my high school coach that I'm still close to, my parents. But um, I think that'll that'll come to me when the time comes, probably after the season. I'm definitely focusing on, you know, this season and this team that I'm with now. I don't think you're going to want to leave Ruthie. I don't either. That's going to be. I was waiting for you to say, and then I'll talk to Ruthie. I know. She's probably like, no. (laughs) She's not having it. No. I enjoy my time with you, and I hope that I get to come out to you again. Me too. Yeah. Talk to the ESPN people before you leave. Okay. All right. That's Sabrina, guys. Thank you. Fans, stay right where you are. We are going to come back with more from Coach Vic Schaefer and Tierra McCowan after the break. But first, please remember to subscribe to Around the Rim. If you are listening in Apple Podcasts, uh, the ESPN app, wherever you get your podcasts, make sure that Around the Rim is on your playlist. Also, you can reach out to us via email. Uh, that is at aroundtherimpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your questions, your suggestions, your concerns, your comments. We love listening to you and hearing what you have to say about the information that we are bringing to you. This is for you. This is a podcast for the fans. So please make sure that you are staying in contact with us. You can follow us on Twitter at Around the Rim Pod. We will be back with more after this. All right, fans, as promised, Mississippi State's Tierra McCowan and Coach Vic Schaefer. I am fortunate. Oh my gosh, I'm just so excited. I had six seven just leave here. Um, and now we have another six seven. Please join me in welcoming Mississippi State's finest, Tierra McCowan. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Now, and I want to start this the same way I started with Kalani because I just think it's so cool to have tall women that are beautiful and confident. How did you get that confidence? Because um, I know, you know, growing up as a young girl, I didn't have that. Like, I didn't want to be tall, right? I didn't want to be different. Um, how did you find your confidence? Um, I would say it was like my senior year coming as my freshman year into Mississippi State. And I just realized that I wasn't changing and that, you know, you're not supposed to like care what people think about you or like, you know, just be confident in myself. So I found it and I'm rocking it. You are rocking it. Yes, you are rocking it. You're beautiful. And it's so, you know, one thing I, I think about, and I've talked to a lot of people about you even going back to, you know, your high school days. And the one thing people always say is, wow, she has just changed and matured so much from your attitude to, you know, even on the core. You, you're laugh when I said attitude. Yeah. Um, what has that process of maturity been like for you and, and who helped you to get to where you are? Um, it's definitely been a long road, but I feel like my teammates, for the most part, have really helped me along the way. Because when I first came in, it was, yeah, it wasn't the best. It wasn't. It was hard. It was a hard road coming in. So why was that? If you reflect on, like, what what was it now that you've kind of on the other side of it? Um, what was going on there? How did your teammates help you help you to get out of it? 
Um, when I want to give up, my teammates were just like, no T, like, you know, you have to keep pushing, you have to keep going, like, what are you going to do, go back home and just, like, be a homebody? And I'm just like, oh, no, you know, I don't want that. But, you know, I just, they just kept me well-rounded and just kept me, like, giving me a reason why to keep going, basically. Did you ever question, I mean, being six seven, um, did you ever question whether or not you should be playing basketball? Like, have you always loved it? Like, take me back to your childhood when you were a little girl in the game of basketball. What was your relationship to the game? Um, I just played just to play. I didn't really, at first, like, what was like, what, eighth grade? Mm-hmm. I didn't really know what basketball was. Like, everyone was like, you need to play basketball. I was like, what's basketball? Like, what is that? Like, what do you have to do? What are the requirements? And so, like, I started playing, and then I was just like, okay, you know, I kind of like this. And then as I, like, get to high school, I'm just like, okay, you know, I can see myself doing this, you know. And so now I'm just hooping. You all out. <laughs> yeah, you are hooping. And and when I think about Stark Vegas, because it's, it's I mean, what you guys have built there is, is so magical with your crowd, you know, at the hump. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? Watching those games, and it's so electrifying. Why was that the place you wanted to be? Because I didn't feel like I was away from home. Everyone, you know, welcomed me in, you know. I didn't feel like I was ever lonely or that, like, I was like, oh, gosh, you know, I'm not an hours away from home. It was in the back of my head, but it wasn't like I was on my own. Like, there was always somebody there, you know, asking me if I need anything or asking me was I okay, you know, just checking in on me. And so I really liked that. And so and home, that's a great fit. And home is Brenham? Is that yes. how you say it? Yes. Oh, look, I'm proud of myself. <laughs> Brenham, Texas. What is it like there? Um, it's the home of Bluebell, so I mean it's very country. Oh, that's your claim to yeah. fame. <laughs> yeah. It's very country. It's small. It's smaller than Stark Starkville. Yeah, you see how I, so, yeah. I got that Stark Vegas going yeah. this morning, bright and early this morning. And 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 what role did your family play in basketball? Did your parents play? Like how did that influence or shape you? Um, no, my mom ran track. My dad played football. And so they kind of gave that up when I came along. And so I didn't really do sports until, like, eighth grade, like I said. So, I mean, like, we were kind of just chill. Then my mom started getting me into AAU, like, when I started playing eighth grade. So all AAU tournaments with DFW, and we were just traveling. DFW got that fire. Yeah. Like, that's the AAU program that everybody wants to be a part of. I remember yeah. watching Mariah Jefferson. I mean, all the great players mm-hmm. that they've had come through the DFW family is mm-hmm. like insane. Yeah. It's like crazy. Like, every time we walk in, they're like, oh, we got to play DFW. No, we don't want to play them. It's like, <laughs> yeah, y'all have to play us. That's so. right. <laughs> you got to come through us. So in, in just starting to play basketball at, at, in the eighth grade, which is crazy to me, you have a tremendous upside. Like, I don't even think we've scratched the surface mm-hmm. of the kind of player that you can and will be. What do you see as that player? Like, if you could just say, okay, in you know by the end of the season or in the next five years like this is my goal if there's one player that maybe you can compare yourself to or just some different skills you want to have like where do you want to be as a player as a player I want to shoot the ball more I guess get off the block and like shut down shoot I actually have a shot to be honest okay ever show it but let us know you got that you got that face-up game Uh, yeah Probably more versatile, basically. Yeah. Have you been working on that this summer? Um, yes. Okay. And what is, what is you know, we're going to talk to Coach Schaefer in a moment, um, but 
you know, the team has changed so much um, with all the losses. I was actually looking mm-hmm. at it a minute ago. Okay, it was like, no Victoria, no Rashonda, no Blair, no Morgan. Mm-hmm. So then there's Tierra. <laughs> <laughs> what what has been the change in your role with this new these this this new surroundings and not having your old crew with you anymore? Right. Uh, well, every year we've changed. So, I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but it is. But me being a senior now, it's like I'm that person that I was going to last year, like the seniors that I had. And so now it's like everyone comes to me and like I have to have answers like for them. I can't, you know, have too many days where it's like I don't know. So like I have to have an answer for them. Yeah. I and mean, you got to be the leader. Yeah, right. Bottom line. Mm-hmm. And and what's going to help you guys get over, you know, you've gotten to the national championship game last few years, like – what are you focused on in terms of what's going to help you get to that that next level and get over the hump, win the trophy, win it all? Mm, having my teammates to be a little more tougher, I yeah. guess you would say. Ooh, yeah. tougher? I mean, yeah. I kind of think y'all are already tough. I tough. mean, in what way? What does toughness look like? When you're supposed to, like, do certain things to a team, like, you can't just take them lightly. And then when you're getting punched in the mouth, like, you can't just lay down and be like, okay, well, we're just going to let them take over the game. It's like, no, we're going to get up, dust ourselves off, and, you know, play how we we're supposed to play. I like that. Get up and dust yourself off. I feel like y'all are already tough. But if you say <laughs> if you say there's a level, another level of toughness, I trust you. And I know <laughs> Coach is always harping on that. My last question for you, um, there's a lot of talk around WNBA. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what excites you most about playing on the next level from what you've seen? Um, I'm just ready to go into whatever team I go to and just bring what I'm – capable of bringing, which is rebounding, scoring, you know, helping my teammates on defense. So just bringing that aspect to a team, I mean, I think it'll be good. Bluebell ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Tierra, thank you so much. Congratulations on all the success and all the strides you've made. Thank you. Um, And good luck this season. Thank you so much. We'll be watching. Thanks. As we just finished talking to um, the center of attention in, in Stark Vegas, I have the head coach with us, Vic Schaefer. Um, I don't know if there's a more fairy tale program or, or situation that we've had in women's basketball than what we've seen develop in Starkville and what you've done there um, coming off of two national championship game appearances. Do you ever just sit down and take this in and, and just – what do you think about when you look at what's this transformation that's happened over the last few years? Well, you know, I'm really proud of our fans. Um, we just have the best fan base in, in, in what I feel like is the country, especially for our program. But even in if you're paying attention right now and what Coach Moore is doing in football and uh, Ben's doing in men's basketball, I mean, our fan base is just electric. But we've given them another team, you know, in women's basketball and – you know, when you go in and take over a program and, and build a program, it's it's more than just X's and O's. It's more than just wins and losses. It's building your fan base. It's having people travel with you. I think if you had the NCAA in here right now, they'd say, man, we love Mississippi State for what they, their fans have provided at our national championship two years in a row. I mean, that atmosphere in that building two years in a row has been electric for four teams. And I'm going to say our fans had a lot to do with that. I mean, our fans are buying tickets, scalp, you know, tickets are being scalped and our fans are buying them. (laughs) And, you know, people are traveling to see us play 
taking vacation, taking time that they probably don't have. But they love my kids. You know, I call our team the people's team. You know, when the game's over, people don't leave our arena. They stay to see our kids. And, you know, we go up in the stands. We hug babies and kiss mamas and vice versa, you know. But, uh, you know, they just want to hug my kids. They just want to let them know that they care about them. And uh, it's really, really been special. Hey, winning's fun. But, man, to see the impact that our team and our programs had in our community and and really bringing awareness to our university, I think, in a positive light. If you're tuning in in January and February and you see that crowd in our arena. It's unreal. It's electric. Yeah. No, it's unreal. And I'll, and I'll say this even at the WNBA level. I mean, when Victoria came to town, I mean, there were more Mississippi State fans than there were Atlanta oh, yeah. Dream fans in, in, in the stands or Indiana Fever yeah. fans in the stands. That's I mean, right. it was incredible. I, I just – it was unbelievable. Um, so you're growing the game at so many levels, but I want to go back to that group who, who, and I'm looking at these numbers. I was just like, oh boy, this is a different team. But, uh, I want to go back to this group, Victoria and Roshunda and Blair and Morgan. And, um, you know, to me on paper and even Tierra, all of these players had question marks to some degree. Is Morgan William big enough? Mm. You know, can, can Victoria Vivians be a player that, shares the basketball and, and, mm. and is an inclusive team member. You know, Tierra, her development, mm. attitude-wise, physically, and all of that from high school and AAU, you've had the ability to get the most out of players, transforming them into, I mean, the best in the country when you've played in the national championship two game, two years in a row. What does that take, Vic? For the for the coaches that are, are listening to this podcast right now, what does it take when, you know, when you come into a program and you've got to kind of just build your reputation in recruiting and, uh, you know, people question if Blair could could play at this hmm. level. Look at what she ended up doing. Absolutely. How do you how do you get the most out of players? Yeah, you know, that group you just referred to was 126 and 22 Crazy. in four year career. I mean, Oof. that's 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 a career for a coach to have a, a, a four year run like that. And uh you know, I think, uh, again, you, I'm smart enough to know I can't do it by myself. I've got a tremendous staff. We pride ourselves on developing kids. Uh, we have a saying in our locker room, it's not what we do, but how we do it. That separates us from the rest of the country. I think we do a great job of recruiting to a fit, you know, our style of play. Mm-hmm. And, uh, again, I, I give our kids all the credit for building our fan base because they're fun to watch. We're not standing around in a two-three zone, as you know. Mm-hmm. We're picking you up from the time you hit the city limit to the time you leave <laughs> and get on the plane. Um, you know, we—that's just our—that's who we are. And uh, and so I think um, my staff does a tremendous job developing our our players, our student athletes. Um, we don't apologize for being demanding. You know, we're demanding of our of our student athletes. We demand of them in the classroom. You know, what people don't know is as good as we've been, last year's team set the school record for GPA in the fall with a 3.4 team GPA. Wow. 12 out of 14 had a 3.0 or better. In the spring, they broke it. 13 out of 14 had a 3.0, and we had a 3.44. Wow. So, you know, sometimes that may be unusual. The better your team gets, sometimes your GPA may suffer a little right. bit. But not, <laughs> not at Mississippi case. State. I mean, yeah. we just have – Tremendous support there, and our academic center is incredible. But 
we take great pride in developing our young ladies. And um, I think each of those kids, you know, Blair's a prime example of a kid that made herself into an SEC player. That kid ain't supposed to be on the all-defensive team in the Southeastern Conference. She's not supposed to average 10 points a game. But you know what? It comes back to this word, and Tierra just talked about this, and that she feels like this team still is working on their level of toughness, but it's toughness, right? Mm -hmm. How do you teach that, Vic? How do you – because to me, in what I've seen in the women's game on the college level and the WNBA, that's the difference, whether it's mental toughness, physical Mm -hmm. toughness, your determination to get down and take that charge on that possession or mm. to get in the passing lanes and deny, you know, on the wing. It takes toughness. Mm. How do you teach that? How do you create that culture? Yeah, I think it's something that we demand of them every day. You know, it's not a, well, today it's going to be this way and tomorrow it's going to be this way. Anybody that knows me and knows our program and knows our team, you got to get ready for how we play. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to simulate in a two-day lead-up to playing us. And, uh, again, I just think it's what we it's not what we do, but how we do it. And we, we, do, we demand it of our, of our players every day, just like our staff demands it of ourselves, our work ethic. We don't have watches. We don't have clocks in our offices. I mean, we work. And, um, you know, I, I think that that's been the, really the key in building this program is that we get kids that have a competitive spirit. I mean, if you don't, if if you're not competitive, if you don't have a competitive spirit about you, it's really hard to play our way, mm-hmm. and and so we do a great job of identifying that and then developing it. It's for a freshman coming in, it's not easy. T just said it. It's it's probably she still struggles some days, mm-hmm. but look, this is how we play. This is what we do. This is how we do it. And it's going to be this way every day. So don't think tomorrow's going to be any different, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. How do you manage the expectations now? I mean, <laughs> when we, when we look at this, this list of what I just named of, of what you, you, what you don't have on this roster, mm-hmm. um, though you still have a lot, mm-hmm. the fans have enjoyed, as you mentioned, just great success. I mean, so many highs, so many records broken, um, so many wonderful moments. Um, but you have to be realistic that there isn't a Blair, that there isn't a Morgan, that there isn't a, a, a Victoria Vivians. Um, how do you manage that that this year with this team? Well, again, different team. Last year's team was way different. You know, offensively, it's the best team I've ever been affiliated with in 34 years in coaching. Um, you know, we've sold 6,600 season tickets already. Uh, and, uh, you know, our fan base is, look, if we, if we, if and when we ever lose a game, they'll think the sky's falling. I mean, it's just, you know, their expectations are, well, you know, hey, they just think we're going back to the final four. It's just going to happen. They have no idea how hard it is, as you know, to get there. And so, um, you know, with this team, we're different, but we do have four seniors again. Now we've lost eight seniors in two years. You know, and and so it's hard to keep replacing those kids, but I think that's what you do if you're doing your job in recruiting. You just keep reloading, yeah. and uh, and so uh, with this team, we'll be different, but we're going to be good. You know, and uh, I've got some really competitive kids, uh, and um, and so we just uh, we keep working every day. Uh, we're finding our way. We're finding this team's identity. I don't think I know what it is today. They know what it is today. We might not know it for a month, mm-hmm. but we'll we'll figure it out and uh, and we'll play to those strengths. 
Who should we be keeping our eyes on on this year's team? Obviously, we know Tierra. Um, yeah. Who else is uh, surprising you so far? Well, no surprise is my point guard, Jazz. You yeah. know, she's played in so many big ball games for us, and uh, I just love where she is right now and what she's doing um, as a as a point guard for me. Uh, I love my freshmen. I love Jessica Carter. I love Zaria Wiggins. Boy, they're going to be monsters. Yeah. Um, but I, I love my seniors, you know, um, T, Jazz, Jordan, uh, Anriel. You know, Anriel has got a Oof. motor. I was going to uh, say, boy. Smile on her face every day. Um, just has w- one speed, and it's all out. Yeah. And uh, But just a great kid. I mean, Makes my day. I see her every day, and she smiles. She just got the biggest smile on her face. So, you know, those kids, uh, those are your seniors. You expect them to be tone setters yeah. and 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 be the example, not the exception. Show those freshmen. You know, uh, Bramber Scott, our sophomore, uh, has had a good week. Mm-hmm. You know, Chloe Bibby, who played big minutes last year for us as a freshman, our Australian kid. She's oh, yeah. uh, doing some I good like things. Her. So, yeah, you know, we've got. I, I just, you know, we've got a lot of, we've got four seniors and we've got a bunch of kids that are young yeah. and don't have a lot in between. And so we're, we're different in that regard, but just really excited about, uh, about all of them. I think they're, they're excited. Um, again, it's what we do in coaching. Every year is different and it's our job as coaches to adapt to our strengths. Well, we look forward to seeing your team play this year. Congratulations on everything you've built and, um, what do you say at the end? Praise the Lord and go dogs. Praise the Lord and go dogs. <laughs> thank you, Coach. All right. Fans, we want to thank Sabrina Ionescu, Tierra McCowan, and Coach Vic Schaefer for joining us on Around the Rim today. It is always a pleasure to have them uh, bring some insight to us and give us a different perspective on the game that we all love. And I'll tell you personally, I absolutely love Women's Basketball Media Day because it gives us an opportunity to talk to these players ahead of the, the season uh, to see what their goals are, to see what their expectations are. And then now to come back to these interviews, it gives us a chance to see if those goals are being met, if those expectations are being met, if those things are coming to fruition. It's just so wonderful to see. So thanks to the three of them. Um, LaChina and I are thankful for you for tuning in and for listening. Uh, we really can't express our gratitude that we have for your support of Around the Rim, whether you've shared our shows, whether you've commented, whether you have sent us an email to let us know that you like the show or there's a topic that you want to hear. We appreciate you. So thank you. Um, please make sure you are tuned in to ESPN2, number four, Mississippi State, taking on number seven, Oregon, 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. It is definitely a can't-miss game. I'm going to be locked in. You need to be locked in. Continue to follow us at Around the Rim Pod on Twitter. You can follow LaChina at LaChina Robinson. You can follow me at SheKnowsSports underscore. Email us at AroundTheRimPodcast at gmail.com. We will not be here next week, guys. It's Christmas next week. We will be taking this time to enjoy our families, enjoy our friends. I will be waiting at the door to see if LaChina has sent my Christmas present. She probably hasn't, but I'm going to wait anyway. Um, With all of that being said, guys, we will talk to you in 2019. Have a wonderful holiday. Have a happy new year. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Around the Rim. Check out more podcasts from ESPN on the ESPN app.